When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, you guys, welcome back to my podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to heal anxious attachment from someone who had literally the most anxious attachment ever and was so codependent and really just struggling a lot with these with these issues and um, before we start I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast for following me for keeping along with my journey and just allowing me to serve you in this way and I just appreciate it so much and also if you would like to go deeper into these topics I offer one-on-one coaching and my coaching is actually about to be a very um right now there's only a three-pack and a six-pack online but it's about to be only offering um a three-month coaching program that will take you from your wounded womanhood and wounded relationships to um, embodied womanhood and interacting in your relationships in embodied and healthy ways. And this is going to be a program that I put together and it's very structured and every session we're going along it in this way um, or around it in this way. And, and yeah, so that is, um, just if you'd like to go deeper one-on-one and become the woman that you, your heart knows that you want to be, you can, you know, do coaching with me and I can guide you into the unfolding, into the being of that woman. Also, I just wanted to say I do not do advice in my DMs and I get so many messages every day and it's not that I don't want to respond. It's just that I try not to be online so much and I try to just put out my service and my offerings and be online in that way. And then I also do my coaching, but it was it's just too like time consuming and taxing on my my wellness to be answering all of these messages and so that's why I offer coaching um, so that you can get that one-on-one guidance with me um, but it's very difficult for me to answer all the the questions and all the 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 inquiries in my dms about you know advice and and all that which is why I offer coaching so that I can come to you and serve you in a way that's um, healthy and 
and and really fills me up as well. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about, um, healing anxious attachment. So we're going to talk about it in two ways. One way that is when you're single and alone. And the other way is when you're in a relationship. And the first way that we're going to go into is when you're single and by yourself. So healing anxious attachment starts when you are in your solitude and on your own. The reason that we have anxious attachment is because we do not feel secure in ourselves. So we look to another person to alleviate our feelings. We don't feel comfortable that we can move through our waves of emotion and feel good. We don't trust ourselves that we can comfortably and 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 fully move through our emotions. So I'm going to give you an example. So say, you know, someone gives you, makes you feel um, really embarrassed about something. If you have an anxious attachment, you might immediately look for something to cover that up, right? So like if someone makes me feel embarrassed or something you immediately run to them and look to them um oh my god can can you hold me can you do this can you do that and and that's a really it's it's you not wanting to sit with your feeling of feeling uncomfortable and embarrassed and when we're in that space when we don't want to sit with our emotions it makes us very easy to be exploited because if someone treats us poorly We don't want to sit with those emotions. We don't trust ourselves that we can sit with our emotions. So what we do is we run to them to alleviate our feelings, right? So it's all about our feelings and us not currently when you're in that anxious attachment space, being able to sit fully with your feelings, When you can sit fully with your feelings and you trust yourself to sit with your feelings, you can then make educated and embodied decisions. I'll give you an example in my life. When this was years ago, maybe five or six years ago, when I was engaging sexually with a boyfriend of mine, an ex-boyfriend of mine, he would make me feel so terrible, right? Like the, the way that we would engage sexually would make me feel so terrible and unworthy and like shit and like just so bad, right? But because I had anxious attachment at that time and that's how I was showing up, I would then immediately after the the situation ended or even during, but immediately after, I would run to that person to try to make me feel better, right? Because I don't feel that I don't feel good. That's the reality. I don't feel I feel unworthy. I feel used. I feel disrespected. I feel, you know, just all of these types of ways I feel unloved, whatever. And because I'm unwilling to sit with that emotion in my body, I become anxious. I'm, beca- I'm acting in that anxious attachment. So I'm unwilling to sit with that emotion. I run to the per- that person to try to get them to change my emotion, right? So I feel disrespected. I feel unworthy. I feel sad. I feel alone. I feel, you know, lonely. I feel hurt. I feel used. I feel discarded. I feel, you know, in pain. I'm in pain, right? So I'm just feeling in pain and I don't trust myself to move through that feeling. So what I do is I try to alleviate it. 
and I try to go to the other person to try to make them change how I'm feeling. And that puts you in a position where you're really easily exploited because look what's going on. That person is unsafe emotionally for me and physically for me. And I feel so anxiously attached in myself. It's never really about the other person. I feel so anxiously attached in myself that I run to them to try to make me feel better. And that keeps me in the cycle of the relationship and it never allows me to sit with what's going on and then make a decision that's healthy for myself. So if I was coming from secure attachment, I would experience a situation that didn't make me feel, you know, safe, really. That's what it is. I didn't feel safe in that situation. I would be able to move through my feelings of feeling unsafe, of feeling insecure, a feeling used, a feeling discarded, whatever. And then I would say, what do I need to do for myself to make sure, how do I nurture myself in this situation? How do I tend to myself? And then from there, moving through the waves of your own emotions, tending to yourself, you can then say, now what do I do outside of me? What keeps me safe here? What do I need to change? Do I need to do anything? What, what needs to happen? But first you tend to yourself and then you see if something needs to change outside of you, right? So, um, but when you don't do that and you're so uncomfortable with your emotions that you refuse to tend to yourself and instead you look for another person to change what's going on so you don't ever have to sit with your reality. You don't ever have to sit with your feelings, right? So, The way out of that when you're single, a practice that I used to do all of the time that I tell all of my coaching clients and we go through this all of the time and I also say it in my healing girl sessions on the 28th of every month, I, um, I do this, I, I made this technique called the avoidance technique. I should literally like, um, coin it or whatever. Um, but I made this technique called the avoidance technique and what it is, is, It helps you create trust and security in your own self and in your own body because basically it's funny because there's the avoidant attachment and the anxious anxious attachment, but both are spectrums of the same thing, right? So both are avoiding. Both are avoiding their feelings. One's avoiding their feelings by shutting down and then they're also avoiding connection And then the other one is avoiding their feelings by hyper going into connection so they never have to sit with themselves, right? And both of those can't bring you into secure attachment, but both are avoidance. So the avoidance technique that I coined is that basically what you do is when you're single or at any time, it's a a technique that helps you build trust with yourself and allows you to to consistently build the the emotional it's building a muscle in yourself that says I can sit with uncomfortable emotions and I can sit with myself through it and I can nurture myself through it and so what you do is you come up with you think of anything in your mind or in your experience or in your life that has made you feel 
uncomfortable. And you can really do any emotion that's not necessarily desirable, like that's made you feel embarrassed or sad or uncomfortable or hurt. But I kind of like to go with the emotion that's like embarrassed or uncomfortable because it's not sometimes like it's triggering, but not, you know, hyper triggering that it's like, you know, you need a really you need to sit with it in a really intense space which you can also use this technique to go into those more intense spaces it's actually necessary but intro into it is just an uh, experience that made you feel uncomfortable so I'll give an example so when I was in eighth grade when I was in middle school I used to sit alone at lunch and none of the other kids wanted to sit with me and I was not liked and I just was, you know, the other girls didn't want to be friends with me. And they, I remember they slowly moved away from the table. So like I was at this, we were all sitting at this table and then slowly each girl started to move to this other table and it was like an invite thing. So like each girl would like move to this other table and be like, oh, I'm sitting at that table today. And then slowly it was just me who wasn't invited to the other table and it would be obviously I wasn't wanted there. And so I literally sat alone. And I remember I refused to to remember this experience. So if you ever have a memory in your mind that's like you label as cringe, like you immediately kind of uh, you turn away from it. Right. And we have those memories where you think of it and you feel like you did something embarrassing and you you immediately prevent yourself from thinking of that memory so if it's something sparks it you even have like a body reaction like your head kind of uh, and you kind of move away right you like kind of jerk your head or like turn your head to the side and you're like oh, I'm not thinking of that right and you just kind of refuse to think about it because it's not the situation that you don't want to think about the situation's neutral it already happened it, it's just a point in time it's the feelings that would come from thinking of that situation that you don't want to sit with so you avoid it right and so that um is where we need to go so that we can build trust with ourselves to say I can I can move through uncomfortable emotions so for me when I started out doing this technique it was because I was in a string of codependent relationships and I was extremely anxiously attached and I didn't have any trust in myself. So if anything that made me uncomfortable in my head came up, I would completely ugh, and I would push it away. Right. And so you can even do this with your bank account, which is what I tell my clients. It's a really easy way to do it. It, it happens with our bank account. Right? We spend money, we go out or something and we don't want to look at our bank account. And it creates this. It's what we're really doing is we're showing up insecurely attached to our bank account because we don't want to sit with the feelings around it because we already spent the money. The bank account is neutral. It's already there. Like it's it's objective like you. It's not going to change anything if you don't look at it. It's actually going to be a disservice to you because you need to know that information so that you can make educated decisions, which is the same thing in life. Right. You need to sit through those emotions and feel the fullness of what's going on so that you can make an educated decision. It's the same thing with your bank account, right? But we like, if something happens, you don't want to look at your bank account, but the bank account, the money's already gone. You need to see that so that you can make an educated decision. So a really good way to kind of um, move through this is you can go and just 
to your bank account, look at your bank account every time that you don't want to look at your bank account. So if you feel some resistance to looking at your bank account, go look at your bank account and force yourself to do it. And what you will see is that you have so much resistance to the feelings that you are feeling, right? You're trying to present, prevent yourself from feeling the emotions. And what you really need to do is feel the emotions and build trust with yourself that you can actually feel your emotions. And so over time, when you go to old memories, like for example, with that memory of sitting alone at lunch, I literally blinked that out of my head and I didn't think about it for 10 years. And only once I started doing that, this technique, did I realize, oh, this is a memory that I have blocked out and I feel really embarrassed about and I feel really ashamed about and I felt really intense levels of shame. And when I felt it and I thought of it and I brought myself through it and I I held myself through it, I realized, hey, you know, I can sit with this. Like, I don't need to be afraid of myself. I don't need to be afraid of my own emotions. So this is a way that you can really, um, you can really heal your anxious attachment is if you consistently build trust and security with yourself that you are able to hold yourself and nurture yourself through your emotions. No matter what emotions comes up, emotion comes up, you are able to hold yourself through it, trust yourself through it, nurture yourself through it, and you trust yourself to get yourself through it. It's just an emotion. It's just your emotions around things that you don't want to deal with that leads you to be in this anxious attachment space. But when you trust yourself to hold yourself through your emotions, you heal that, right? So that's a really amazing technique that you can use when you're single that will prepare you to be in a healthy relationship. Now let's talk about relationships. So you cannot heal your anxious attachment in an unhealthy space. It's not going to work, right? Because your anxious attachment needs safety and security. For example, the what you you can give yourself, the technique that I just talked about, but it also when you are going in a relationship with another, it needs safety and security to heal. Right? So if you um it's really with anything. So like if you're trying to heal really anything, if you go into partnership with someone who reinforces your anxious attachment, you are going to say, this is why I need it because I'm never safe here. This is why your body is going to communicate. I need to do this because I'm never safe. I need to freak out all the time because I'm never safe. I need to be so clean and so anxious and so upset all the time because I'm never safe. And I, this is why I need it. And it's going to reinforce your attachment to your anxious attachment. Okay. So when you're in a relationship with someone else, you need to get to heal your anxious attachment. You need to be in a relationship with someone that is healthy, that is committed to themselves, that's a secure, healthy relationship. And in this space, when you are also committed to yourself, you will consistently see, hey, I don't need this here. I'm safe here. I can give them space here. Because I'm secure in our relationship and I'm secure in myself, right? So like if, for example, my partner needs space after an argument or something, or if he needs, you know, if he needs to go and, you know, have some space or something like that, 
our anxious attachment will say, I can't let that happen because I'm not safe with them and they're going to leave me. They're going to abandon me. They're going to do this and that. Like it's, I'm never safe. I'm never that is whatever. And when you're in a safe, healthy relationship, you can say, Hey, I trust myself to move through my own emotions around what they need. They need space. I respect them. And I trust myself to move through the emotions of what am I going to feel abandoned or maybe scared or whatever. It's only us trying to prevent ourselves from feeling emotions. But you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from Ad force it's easy to install durable against the elements and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through may 5th and check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on menards.com the only way that you can truly heal it is when you get into a relationship with someone who is safe um, cause then you can realize, Hey, you know, I'm actually safe here when, you know, they need space, they take their space and they come back and I'm okay. And I held myself through that time. And then they come back and we talk and I'm safe. Like I don't need to freak out and harass them. Like I would literally like, oh my God, let one of my, let somebody else from my past try to like walk out of the room or like leave me or something. I would literally lose my fucking shit, right? Because it's like, you're coming from this really anxious space. And if they tried, if they trigger you in that way from like abandonment or something like that, you will literally freak the fuck out. And what that's really is, is you don't want to feel the feeling of being scared and feeling abandoned. But what if you're willing to feel that feeling? If you're willing to feel that feeling, you realize, hey, I can feel this feeling and it's not so scary. And even if it makes me feel really afraid and makes me feel really, you know, freaked out, I can feel it and I can self-regulate through it. And so it allows you to self-regulate through it. And then you can allow the other person to move through their own emotions and have their own process and respect them through their process without freaking out, right? But really that only works when you're with somebody who is safe and who is secure because otherwise they might you know, it's, it's just, it's going to always keep you leaving you, leaving you feeling on edge and you can't heal in an unsafe environment. And I've said this before, but something about healthy relationships, like true divinely healthy relationships that are truly rooted in, um, in the truth of love, right? Everything else is just a distortion. The truth of love, they're really rooted in that. They are going to, your wounds are going to come up and you're going to see why you do not need them here. And so it's the same thing with anxious attachment. So 
I did a bunch of um, healing work with anxious attachment, which is basically allowing yourself to feel your feelings um, and then making healthy decisions from that space. Um, I did a lot of that while I was single. And then when I got into a relationship, it just furthered what I had done when I was single. And I remember feeling really anxiously attached in the very, very, very beginning of our relationship. This was like before we even met. Um, once we met though, I have felt it's only been a furthering of my secure attachment. I never have really felt like anxious attachment because I had done a lot of the work on my own. And then I met a partner who is also securely attached and also very healthy and safe for me and is extremely committed to me and extremely devoted to me. Um, and in that space, there's really nothing to be afraid of. And to me, honestly, I'm really a proponent of only being with a a partner. If you're, you know, a woman, um, who has the yearning in her heart to be truly devoted to and completely committed to, to only being with a partner who is 1000 million zillion percent committed to you and so devoted to you and shows that in their every action and basically is just so committed to you, right? Like I know that Jeremiah and I will never separate, right? We're never going to separate. We're going to be together for the rest of our lives, and in that space, I'm able to to really heal this anxious attachment, right? Because I'm able to say, hey, I'm safe here. So when he m- needs to take a second or when he needs to do this or he needs to do that, I can move through those feelings of fear. And I can move through those feelings of feeling abandoned or something like that. And even if you're not, even if you do get into a relationship and the person breaks up with you or something like that or perceive it like it abandons you or something like that, it's really only like it's okay for someone to walk away from you. Someone this could even happen in friendships like it's okay for a friendship to end. Are you okay? Can you be okay? Can you be secure enough in yourself that You're okay if you can respect if someone else needs to walk out of your life, right? Because you're so secure in yourself. And all that really comes from, it doesn't mean that you don't need to feel the feelings of grief and of sadness and of loss. It means that you don't, you don't need to go out of body to try to get your needs met and to never actually get your needs met. You can give, you can meet your own needs, of saying, hey, I feel super abandoned and sad. I can meet that. Like I can hold myself through that. And then when you get into a safe relationship with someone else, um, a really truly secure, committed, truly committed, truly secure relationship, you know, you can say you guys can co-regulate and you can voice, hey, like I'm feeling really um, afraid or I'm feeling whatever, however you're feeling. And this has happened in my relationship, like me saying, hey, you know, I just need a little reassurance that you're not going to leave me when if there if you need to take five minutes or an hour or even a day to yourself or you need to, you know, have a a moment to yourself. And that's a way that you can heal this anxious attachment with another. You can co-regulate and he can he says, you know, I'm not going to leave you. I love you. I just need a little bit of space. And that's perfect. You know what I mean? And then you can regulate in your body and that's like co-regulation where you say, okay, perfect. You know, I feel safe now. Like my need right there 
my my fear of being abandoned is is met like I, I I'm not going to be abandoned they just need a little bit of space and I can hold myself through the feelings of them needing some space but to me in my experience I am a proponent I think I think that you know um well, I think there's two ways because you can truly heal this because also someone else can leave you, right? So like there's two spaces where people can heal their anxious attachment as far as with another person. So one of them is in a relationship where it's a secure and safe relationship, but there's not that like dying devotion and commitment, right? So you can say like, hey, you know, this person and I might separate, but like I can hold myself through that. And that can even be with friendships. Like, I don't know if this person is going to be with me for the rest of my life or like they might, you know, decide they don't like me anymore or something like that. And I'm okay with that. Like I can hold myself through those feelings. And then the other space where you can heal with another person is where there's complete and like dying and lifelong commitment and devotion. To me, that's like very special and the devotion that's like rooted in God, right? So that's that kind of devotion where it's, I am committed to you for the rest of my life and I will always be devoted to you and I will always be with you. So in that space, you can say, hey, I can also heal here because all these things will come up, but I realize, hey, they're no longer necessary here. Like I'm okay, Now, what does that look like? Now, what else do I need to hold myself through? Because I'm okay to, I'm okay. I'm not going to be abandoned. So you can show up securely in that relationship where you can feel comfortable with them having space. You can feel comfortable in an argument. It doesn't have to feel like the end of the world. And you can communicate when things come up like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And they can help you feel reassured through that and really heal those, those wounds within you. And to be honest, now that I'm you know, speaking about it, I feel like both spaces are really healthy. Um, both spaces are really helpful, too, because one of the things that's necessary is to with, you know, secure attachment and moving from health, anxious attachment to secure attachment is saying, hey, you know, I am OK if if they I don't want them to walk out of my life, but I'm OK with it. That's not, you know, the space that my union is in. And I think that's like a divine union is a little bit different. Um However, for me, I can put this in space with like friendships and um, and saying, you know, I'm okay if this friendship ends so I can be fully here and I can respect them because showing up securely attached is also a form of respect for that other person. Like, let's say I get into a friendship with this girl, right? I can show up fully securely attached and say she doesn't say she doesn't like me. Say I'm like wanting to be friends with this girl and she doesn't like me, right? that's okay. I can respect that. I can respect her enough to say, hey, you don't have to like me. You don't have, you can leave me. You can abandon me. You know what I mean? We see it as abandonment, but it really, it's like we're, you're allowed to not want to be with me anymore, to not be in this relationship anymore, not be in this friendship anymore. Right. And from that space, you can show up so fully because you're not hindered by fear. And you're not showing up from a space where you're really afraid of, will this person leave me? Will they not? And it's a lack of respect. And it's also a lack of full, a lack of fullness in the relationship because you don't show up as all that you are because you're afraid of being abandoned. And when you can fully be secure with yourself and say, hey, 
it's okay if this person abandons me or doesn't like me or whatever. I don't have to perform. I can be who I am. And then who resonates with me will be with me and who doesn't won't, right? And so from that space, that's another space where you can really um, practice showing up securely attached. But I think all of it comes back to this space with yourself where you are practicing moving through your emotions and holding yourself through your emotions because nothing that we avoid is anything more than the emotion that we're avoiding around it. I don't want to feel xyz it's not the situation the situation is is neutral right it is what it is it's like you don't want to feel that way and so when you practice consistently going to your triggers going to things that make you feel embarrassed going to things that are more deep and dark and and hurtful and painful that you try to avoid and saying hey I can feel that and even with myself, you know, even um, I think for people who, especially women, you know, more women are anxiously attached, more men are avoidantly attached. And then especially for women sexually, there's a lot of trauma around really what it is, is anxious attachment, like people pleasing, performing, performing sexually, right? And something that I realized is, is also in that space showing up securely attached, like I'm going to show up how I am right now in this moment. That might be awkward. That might be uncomfortable. That might be sensual and fun and like feeling coming from my heart's deepest desires or it might be painful, like I'm feeling pain and you need to be able to feel that and act on it. For example, if you feel scared or afraid or sexually, being able to feel that fully and trusting yourself to feel it allows you to then make the decision, hey, I need a break. Hey, I'm not, maybe you're not safe in that, in that relationship or hey, like I need a break from this sexual interaction. Like, can we take a few seconds or hey, that hurts. Can we change what we're doing? And a lot of times with women, I think most of the time when you feel pain, they completely ignore it and keep going. And I did the same thing at one point. Um, And I think that that's because we're so, because if we actually felt what we're feeling, we would be forced to make decisions and we don't want to make decisions. We don't want to feel what we're feeling. We don't want to put our, right? Because we don't want to be healed and whole and embodied. We want to keep ourselves in these, in these small spaces. But when you're tired of keeping yourself in a small space and you're ready to, to be all that you are, you don't have room for that anymore. So you say, hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. Now, what do I need from this space? Right. And so showing up sexually, too, it's really important to address the way that you show up performing or anxiously attached, whatever you want to call it. Really just performing sexually um, is a refusal to feel what we're feeling. And then. Um, also even with myself, when I've been doing yoni healing and womb healing and stuff like that, um, even the other day, this happened maybe a few days ago, um, or yesterday, I think. Um, but listen to my podcast, my last podcast about how to heal your womb. It gives you literally everything you need to know about healing your womb. Um, but in the beginning stages, as I talked about when you go back for yourself, you're going to feel emotions and to feel possibly physical sensations that are painful and you realize most of the time it's actually just emotional pain and 
what it really is, is your body feeling afraid and scared. And most of the time we shut ourselves off to those feelings because we don't want to feel them and we just keep going. And when you, for example, the other day I was doing a, um, a Yoni massage, um, and I felt there was a space in my Yoni that was very, I Whenever I go to be around that space, I go to touch that space. It feels like I'm about to throw up. Like the, my my stomach just feels so like I just it feels like there's like a pit in my stomach, and I just you know it just doesn't feel good. And um, and I remember if I com- years ago if I completely avoided that space, I could just go onto autopilot and like turn myself on and it could actually be touched or I could t- really like it could be touched by another person and I wouldn't feel so that feeling because I'm just completely on autopilot mode, completely ignoring myself, completely ignoring my feelings. But if I'm actually in tune with my body, I have to acknowledge, hey, I have an emotional reaction to that space and it is really painful. But it was interesting because I realized over time, I thought that it was a physical pain in that space. Like it was so, I would have such an emotional reaction. And I would be so avoidant to this space that I thought that it was a physical pain. But when I slowly and breathed through it and trusted myself through it and trusted myself to touch lovingly this space, even though it felt like I was going to throw up, I realized there's literally no physical pain here. And it was shocking to me when I realized it. There's no physical pain. It is only of a, a, an emotionally, emotionally charged body reaction that I'm having. But I'm not actually feeling like physically any pain. It's an emotional reaction that I'm having. And my body, it was so ingrained in my body to be so anxiously attached, so avoidant that I refused to feel that feeling. Right. So I would completely ignore that space or I would just completely ignore it by by going on autopilot and allowing it to be touched. But it was just deepening the pain. Right. And so as I heal and as I choose to go into that space, I realize, hey, I trust myself to feel the emotions and to release the emotions that need to come up in this space. They may be extremely triggering and extremely emotionally charged. However, I trust myself to go through it. And it takes me, might take me 17, 70 maybe times of going in that space and releasing and releasing and releasing. But the emotions are kept up in our body until we go in and release them. And so it's about not being afraid of feeling your emotions, not being afraid of feeling the painful emotions possibly that come up or feeling the emotionally charged emotions that come up or whatever they are. Not being afraid to feel them is the key to living an embodied life, to living a secure life and to feel being truly healthy. Um, so I'm going to stop the podcast right there really because um, Jeremiah has a coaching session um, in like 10 minutes. So I need to give him the the living room. <laughs> but um, but yeah, guys, so that is really how to heal anxious attachment. And yeah, I love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. Guys, subscribe to my YouTube right now. Everyone who listens to this, subscribe to my YouTube. Like literally everyone who listens to this, subscribe to my YouTube, Victoria Duvall. Um, And you can follow my Instagram and my TikTok, Victoria Duvall. And you can book coaching on my website, victoriadevall.com. And um, 
And yeah, if you want to literally be that girl and go from wounded womanhood and wounded little girl energy and wounded woman like girlhood to embodied womanhood and to heal and become the woman that you are intended to be you can book coaching with me and we will bring you to that space so i love you guys so much and i will talk to you soon and all right bye guys when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.